Welcome to Think Like a Producer podcast. I'm your co-host, Christine Baird. And I'm your co-host, Tip Tyler. We are here to answer the questions we have been getting for years about how to create amazing podcasts. Build your brand. Great video content. Now, after five years, being in the podcast industry, being in the content creation industry, this is what we've learned, and this is how you can get out of your own way and get started. You name it, we've probably done it. This podcast is about bringing all the wisdom to you to help you realize that you can think like a producer and you can create the brand of your dreams, but it's going to take a different level of skills than probably anyone else has told you. It is time to think like a producer. Welcome to another episode of Think Like a Producer podcast. This is one of our intro most frequently asked question episodes we wanted to tackle right at the start of the show for you. And be sure to check out the other four episodes in this initial five-episode launch package. We specifically thought, what are the most frequently asked questions that people are going to be dying to know the second the show launches? So these are for you. And today's question is one of the most commonly asked when we're talking to influencers and high-profile people who are thinking big about their podcast. And it's, how do I get big-name guests on my show? And you've probably wondered the same thing too. If you've thought for even just a minute about having an interview-based podcast, you've probably thought, how do people get these huge names on their podcasts? Like, how does that happen? Do they just have a lot of money? Do they pay people to come on their show? Well, this episode is all about the truth and the fiction of how people get big name guests. And this is kind of a different branch of producing that Tiff and I haven't dived into yet, but we're going to be talking a ton more about on the podcast because it really has to do with emotional intelligence and relationship skills. And this is something we learned watching firsthand primary source in the same room, kind of these master networker relationship builders work with each other after they had podcasted or before they'd podcasted, we really got to see some of the best of the best do this. So it's a super important skill to develop, honestly, for any part of your business. But with podcasting, it really comes in clutch. So Tiff, do you want to start us with what's the maybe most important thing for people to realize about big name guests? So this is going to be the answer that most people don't want to hear. Start with the people that you know. There are the unsung heroes in your neighborhood. There are friends, family members who are doing things, who are making a difference in this world and who are really interesting and could be the first 10, 15 guests on your podcast. If you are going to have a guest interview-based podcast, you get to think outside the box. Of course, for some reason, everyone wants to interview Tony Robbins. Everyone wants to interview Lisa Nichols. Everyone wants to interview all these big name guests, but this it's already been done. 10, 15, 20 times over, you can start with the people that people really need to know, but don't know, but who are making a difference. So start with the relationships, who's close to you in your actual physical sense, and who's also close to you, maybe through your Instagram, your Twitter, people that you know that you're already a fan of, and you can start from there. I love what you said about the People that other people don't know they need to know. I mean, you said it better than that. But that is such a perfect way to think about your existing network, right? You know the superstars in your network who are brilliant at what they do. And 
that's related to your show topic. Let's be honest, like don't have your grandma come on if she's not like just perfectly aligned with your audience and topic. But that is one of the most helpful things to think about and kind of do a mindset shift on that your best interviews when you start are going to be the people you know already. It's most of us are not naturally gifted to just be so charismatic and so empathic that we can just sit down in front of a stranger and just bring the best interview of their life out of them. Like that's not most people when they start a podcast, even if you're a brilliant influencer and you've spoken on stage a ton, you've coached a bunch of people, it doesn't necessarily translate immediately into an interview host kind of skill set. And so starting with kind of this, I like to call them the superstars of your network. So yeah, do think about the most successful, most interesting, most eloquent people that are already in your circle who have something to say related to your show topic. Like, let's get clear. It's just like, we're not posting photos of our dogs on our Instagram if our Instagram's about business, right? Like, keep keep it in your lane. But when that happens, you're one kind of giving yourself some grace to start off and make your early flubs with people who already love you. And two, it has a natural quality of intimacy and warmth and rapport that you want your, if this is an interview-based show, right, this is a niche of podcasting we're talking about, right, then it's going to translate really well at the beginning. Now, we will have whole other episodes down the line about launch strategy and who your first episodes should be focused on, and we'll do all of that later. But just kind of We're setting the stage for how do I get big name guests by telling you it starts with people that you know personally who are most likely to connect you to other people once they've had an extraordinary experience on your show. So Tiff, do you want to kind of take us through what that could look like once you've had an amazing interview with somebody that you already know who's a fan? You've done everything wonderfully. We'll get into that in another episode, how to be a rock star host. But what would you do kind of at the end of the interview to sort of cue up an introduction to someone that you don't know, but you want to know? I just love that we're going to have an episode called How to Be a Rockstar Host. That makes me (laughs) so excited for when we get to that episode. Such a good title, Christine. Genius. Uh, What can I say? I'm on one today. On one today. Um, So you're at the end of the episode. This has happened to me for some reason towards the end of this year. I just had a kind of a slew of podcasts that I've been on. And I've had a few people say, we really love you. We're excited about what you're doing. And is there someone that you know that's interested in the topic that we're talking about that would enjoy this experience too, that's doing something really cool that you admire, that you're like, they would be the ultimate best guest to have on? Now, this is where we start to expand our relationship network. This is where you've already given an amazing experience. You've listened to the How to Be a Rockstar Host uh, episode, and you've just really given them all the love that you could for your 30-minute, hour-long podcast. And now you get to tap into a new network of people, someone they know. It could be another unsung hero. It could be someone who's close to a guest that you want to get, your ideal guest later on when as the show grows. The best thing about starting with people you know and then networking and branching out, you are getting these hosting skills down. You are getting the questions down, the reactions down. So I just think for some people who are like, but I want the big name now. I want to start with Robert Green today. Like I want him to be the number one guest on my podcast. Just think about how amazing your questions are going to be after you've interviewed 20 people 
and then you got Robert Greene or a hundred people and then you got Robert Greene. But just keep that in mind that everyone you have on is an expansion to their network. You can ask, they can make two, three recommendations for you. And also the more that you do, the more you have under your belt, the better your questions will be, your hosting skills will be. And when you get that person, that big name guest, it's going to be one of the most magical podcasts ever because you'll be prepared and you won't be new and like sweating and super nervous because this is your first time ever speaking to someone and talking about your topic. Oh, that's such a good way of putting it, Tiff. And to follow up on that, I know that listeners, you're probably like, but no, for real, like even after I've done all that work, how do I get Gary Vaynerchuk on my show? Okay. <laughs> and as we know, honestly, A-list celebrities have started to get more and more into podcasting, right? Like Matthew McConaughey just right now is on a publicity tour. So he's hopping on everyone's podcast. I mean, he's an A-list celebrity. So let's be real about, okay, you've done all this legwork. Yes, Christine Tiff, I did it. I worked, started with her network. I did the best interviews possible. I got connected to more people. I got connected to more people. I've had some really cool people on my show, recognizable names, but I really want to get my dream guest. We'll just say my dream guest personally for myself would be Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. So let's say I want to interview Sarah. I want to interview Sarah. How do I do it? Okay. So we will again dive deeper into this in later episodes, but just to paint the big picture and kind of set you up for a mindset for success you are going to be building a relationship with the people who surround her for potentially years. I mean, who knows? Fate is mysterious. Maybe it will be a matter of months, but probably years. You're probably going to find through your network, through focused, dedicated effort, you're probably going to start developing a relationship with her publicist or her executive assistant. Or maybe you do some kind of cool collaboration with her nonprofit arm. You get really close to that team. Maybe it turns out that you live in Atlanta and you happen to work out with her trainer or something. It, it could be many different angles, but you're going to start developing relationships with the people who surround the guest first. And that's going to be genuine. You can't fake this stuff, right? It's like you are doing everything you can to support that publicist, to support that trainer. You're like you're giving a ton of value. You're showing up. You're being a real fan. And these people are getting to know you on a really authentic level and realizing like this person's for real and they're legit and they care about what they're doing and this is what they're about. And it is actually really aligned with dream guest so-and-so's mission. So that's honestly how a lot of these quote unquote big name guests end up going on shows is because at some point they'll have a publicity opportunity, whether it's a book launch or maybe a show's coming out or they're doing some kind of big product launch and they're ready to do publicity. I mean, that's how this goes, right? They're going to be doing TV, they're going to be doing radio, but they're also going to be doing podcasts because that's what we do these days. And that's the time when it will be a beautiful opportunity for you to show up like never before and say, I'm so excited about this. I want to promote it big for you to my audience. And you're going to go through the channels that you've developed relationships with. Again, future episodes, we'll dive deeper into what this looks like kind of on a granular level. And we'll tell some really awesome stories how we've seen this done in real life. But that's kind of the way to think about it, where you're like, I literally have no connection ever to Sarah Blakely or whoever your dream guest is. Well, you probably are closer than you think. And it's going to be a conscious effort on your part to develop a relationship with the people around them where those trusted associates get to know you as a real person. And then when the opportunity is right, those introductions get made. Ooh, Christine, 
I know that we're partners and we're collaborators here, but I also just want to ask your permission. Can we have an episode just based on how you can be a relationship builder instead of a networker? Uh, well, that's so important. in my language, that will definitely be a future episode. Truly, like that's the gold of what we've seen firsthand works in this media industry of the 21st century. So yeah, we're going to go deeper on this. But right now we just want to kind of give you the big picture so that you can have some accurate expectations, but also get strategic. Be like, yeah, okay. If I'm putting on my vision board, these are my top three dream guests. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Like start the work now and think about it. And, you know, we could get into the metaphysical law of attraction, but like there's yes. something to it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Tiff, what if you get rejected? This is the fun part. But before I go there, I would like to say anyone listening here who knows Sarah Blakely or someone on Sarah Blakely's team, please connect them to Christine Baird uh, and send them over to the Wordful Project because uh, she is an ideal guest. (laughs) It will happen. I'm not even at all worried. Like I have had the good fortune of meeting her husband, Jesse's team. They're awesome people. I'm we're all it's going to happen. We're I'm building the road. Were you not in the room with her? I wasn't there in the room. No. Oh, Tiff, you had this whole chapter where you were in the room and I wasn't. We're sorry, guys. We're talking about the studio. <laughs> and there was like a year where Tiff was the only person in the studio before I weaseled my way in and was like, no, I have to be in the studio. So yeah, I didn't get to meet Sarah in person, but I got to eat dinner with Jesse, her husband's team as someone of greatness a couple years ago. And they were awesome. And I'm just not worried about it. It's going to happen. I did not know that. So I'm like, I mean, we're going to move on to the next point. But I'm like, she's really cool in person. Um, oh, I believe it. Okay. okay. Cool. So back to rejection. Back to rejection as we just go on our whole side note here. Um, So this is what's going to happen. Not just because you're reaching out to Jesse Itzler or because you're reaching out to Gary Vaynerchuk, but because maybe your mom is like, Sweetie, I love you. You're the best. Do your show, but I don't want to be on your podcast. We need to be prepared for rejection. And this is where I think is this might be just like one of the biggest factors that separate people from to, who like continue their dream, who don't give up, whether it's a podcast, whether it's being an entrepreneur, it's starting a business. Rejection is the number one thing that will happen. It's not like you can avoid it, even if you get. 15 yeses in a row and everyone's like, I'm down. I support you. What if the next 15 are a no? Does that mean that your podcast isn't important? Your brand isn't important. No one supports you. All these things are just what can come in our heads. It's what can stop us. It's what can kind of keep us being stagnant instead of moving forward. And I think the beauty of rejection, and I know this is going to sound weird, but the beauty of rejection is that it can fuel you for the next yes. Like 15 no's can mean five yeses, right? The math is always there. For me, I am a client-based producer right now. I know that I need to have 15 calls before I get one yes. Like I know the numbers in my head. And so I don't think so much about who's going to say no. I just wait and I'm excited to celebrate the yes. And so when you think about this, and Christine and I are going to talk about how you prepare to launch your podcast later on too, because you never want to be going week to week to week trying to figure out who you're going to bring on next. You get to really make these phone calls from the beginning. 
and just tell people how much you love this podcast, what you think this is going to do for the world. We'll talk about that too, just getting to know your own mission and how you're able to to relate that to other people. But just being prepared that some people will love you and the no to the podcast is not a no to you as a person. It doesn't mean that they don't support you. They don't love you. Mom will still cook that beautiful lasagna for me every Christmas, even if um, she does not want to be on my podcast, even though Christine, I will admit, I told you this before, my mom's a preacher. I think she would, I think she would love to be on a podcast, but um, I truly, truly just want to prepare you, Christine, and I want to prepare you. And this is going to be the basis for a lot of episodes down the road is just understanding how to not wrap your show success, not wrap your numbers, your Instagram followers, the money in your bank to who you are as a person in your own worthiness and and just being prepared for the no right now. Like this episode, if, you, if this is the first episode of our five-part series, this is the first episode you're hearing years down the road as we develop this into the, one of the most major podcasts in the world, Think Like a Producer, just know that being prepared for rejection, not taking it personally is gonna be one of the biggest tools you can have as you move forward in anything in life, but especially as you're asking people to be on your podcast, because another thing to understand, and I'll pass it back to you, to Christine, another thing to understand is that a lot of people are camera shy. I love to pull out the camera and point it in at any direction but me most times. And looking on my social now, people will be like, what are you talking about? You talk to the camera all the time. It is difficult for me. It is something that I have to prepare myself for. And it is sort of becoming easier now to use my voice and to talk. But I am not someone who just is like, let's pull out the camera. Let's talk for two hours. And so you also need to understand that it's not always about you, this rejection. It could just be this person. This is not their ministry. This is not what they love to talk in front of a mic, to talk in front of a camera. And they can still support you, share the episode, be down for everything you're doing, but just may not be the guest for your particular podcast. Mm. Okay. So what are your other options? Let's say you get a no and you tried hard and you built a relationship, but it was just a no. Well, the no might mean no to a podcast and that might be strategic because if you've been kind of paying attention to the podcast world, there's usually a circuit that people go on when they're doing publicity. And when I mean that, I mean, it's kind of the same 10 shows that everybody goes on when they're promoting something. And so the person you're trying to get on your show might have already maxed out the amount of podcasts they want to do on that publicity tour. They might just be like, you know, I don't want to literally be on every podcast because that doesn't make sense for my publicity strategy. So I'm needing to focus on these five or whatever. But it doesn't mean they wouldn't be open to potentially doing an Instagram live with you or a Facebook live or a YouTube live or something on another platform. Maybe you're hosting um, like a live stream, you know, day long event, and they'd be happy to hop on there and do a 20 minute Q&A with you because that kind of fits their schedule and their focus. So if it's a no to your podcast, just know that it might make a lot of sense for you to offer them another outlet to still share their message and promote them. But if you have a bigger Instagram audience than you do a podcast audience, which is probably true because podcast audiences are a slow growth product and Instagram can pop a lot quicker than a podcast can. So it might be, you know, if you have 10,000 followers on Instagram, 20, 100, but you've only really been able to pull in like a thousand downloads per episode so far, it might make a ton of sense for you to interview this person on your Instagram live. That way they know it's only up there for 24 hours. They don't have to get all camera ready. A lot of people, big name 
quote unquote guests, especially <laughs> women, but not necessarily some men too, you know, they're needing to pay their makeup artists. They're needing to get a wardrobe. Like they have a public image that they're trying to maintain anytime they're filmed. That's a very real thing in the media world. And so they might not be wanting to go all in on that if they're not also doing, you know, Good Morning America that day. But they might be happy to do something more casual like an Instagram live or pop on your live stream and be interviewed because that fits better for their schedule or their routine or their needs. And like Tiff said, some people just are not going to want to go on camera. and That's okay. If you have a filmed show, but then your dream guest says, yes, but I don't want to film it, obviously make an exception. And this is maybe more common than you'd realize. Uh, we worked on a film show together and a lot of our clients, obviously all of Tiff's clients have filmed shows. Yes. And I, you know, maybe half my clients have film shows, half don't. And it's always a thing that comes up where every once in a while there'll be a guest who's like, actually, can I pass on the video? You're like, that's no problem. So just be flexible, be creative. Think about the ways that you could interview this person. And it could be a huge value add, a win-win for both of you, but it doesn't necessarily need to be a podcast episode. And let's say you do an awesome Instagram live with them. And then who's to say that a year or two later, they wouldn't be interested in coming on your podcast because things have shifted or your show's grown or their strategy has changed. So like Tiff said, no to this podcast doesn't mean no to you. No to your show. Maybe you don't have a podcast. Maybe you do have a filmed YouTube series. Same thing. Let's just think bigger and realize that developing that relationship is going to be worth it for the long haul. And it don't have to just hold on to your dream so tightly. They have to be on my show. Well, maybe they get to be in a totally different format connected to you and that'll be even better. Yes. So the big takeaways from this show, number one, start with who you know. Number two, once you start to get people on, you start recording, you get to tap into their networks, ask for recommendations and continue to grow your network and your reach. Number three, make your vision board. We're going to talk about this overall for podcasting, but for life, for every different area in your life, just having goals and knowing where you want to be really helps um, as we go to point number four, being prepared for rejection, <laughs> just knowing where you want to go. I think that really does help you prepare for the big picture and the no today and the small moment right now that you may not feel confident, just feeling confident that there's a bigger dream beyond you. And number five, of course, you should subscribe, leave a review and ask us a question because this is just the very, very beginning of getting down into the nitty gritty of relationship building of being an interview-based podcast and what that looks like, podcast strategy. And just, I think, really, Christine, we think like producers in our life too. We're literally categorizing things in every different aspect of what we do and how we can do the best right now and have a goal for later. So please, 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 if you enjoyed any part of this episode, I'm sure you enjoyed multiple parts. Send us on Instagram, on Twitter, at Think Like a Producer. Let us know your biggest takeaway from this episode. Maybe a question you've never thought about before on that we maybe just kind of sparked and leave us a review. Our goal uh, from this big five that we're starting this podcast with is to continue to engage and answer more questions. So please feel free to give us more and more and more. What can we do? How can we support you? How can we love you by giving you this information and helping you get out of your own way and get your podcast started, get your brand going, get your content creation going, 
all the beautiful things because the world deserves to hear your story. And I think the whole point of me naming this, us naming this Think Like a Producer was so that you can think like a producer and just get started and share your story with the world. Awesome. Okay, guys, we will talk to you soon on a future episode of Think Like a Producer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Think Like a Producer. This has been a Worthful Media production. Massive thanks to our team who makes the show possible, Worthful Media for audio editing, Jorge and Veronica from Mosaico Productions for video editing and effects, and Umela Subacic for our amazing artwork and graphics. If you are ready to launch your podcast, you can check out the Worthful Media podcast course at worthfulmedia.com. And as a special gift to our listeners, we are giving you $50 off the podcast course. All you have to do is use promo code TLAP. If you have launched your podcast or YouTube channel and show and you are looking for the community to support you as you continue to grow, as well as some Q&A directly from Christina and myself, then please check out our Think Like a Producer channel. The link is in the show notes for more.